0: If you're not subscribed to my newsletters, they come out every Friday and they're called Friday Finds. This is information that only my subscribers get in their inbox. I share stuff like non-toxic air fryers and kitchen appliances, new food finds, product recalls, food news, and food products that aren't even on the market yet. But I've got the scoop. This is not published anywhere else and cannot be found on my blog. So be sure you're in the know and subscribe to my weekly newsletters by going to littlesipper.com slash subscribe and enter your email. That's all you have to do. So go to L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R.com forward slash subscribe to get exclusive information on everything food. What is a low-residue diet and can it help your IBS? That's today's Bite of Knowledge. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Bethany Cameron, your host, and today's Bite of Knowledge is, you guessed it, all about low-residue diets. So what is a low-residue diet? Well, a low-residue diet is meant to put as few demands on the digestive tract as possible. It's similar to a low-fiber diet, but it also excludes some foods that can stimulate bowel contractions. So let's get into what these foods are and how it can help. So the term low residue refers to material left in your digestive tract after the initial stages of digestion are finished. These materials often contain a lot of fiber because the body can't fully digest fiber, which is another reason those with IBS may feel better on a low fiber diet or low residue diet. This diet guideline restricts foods that contain indigestible material. This causes the body to produce smaller amounts of stool less frequently and is typically recommended for people with inflammatory bowel disease, AKA IBD, those that get a lot of stomach flares, for also like for bowel surgery, colonoscopy prep, other things like that. Now, colitis, ulcerative colitis, and also acute diverticulitis, those symptoms and conditions, this diet may benefit them as well. But don't worry, these recommendations aren't a forever protocol and often followed only for a period of time just until the flare settles down and goes away, which for some could be just a week following this protocol and others months. So how does the low residue diet actually work? So get this, you guys, the daily recommended amount of fiber that people should ideally consume is about 25 to 38 grams, depending on your height and weight and activity level, etc. So this may not be right for people with IBS of any sort. And I personally feel better on a lower fiber diet overall. And just in general, even if I'm not in a flare, etc., cetera, I, I just feel a lot better on a low fiber diet. And don't worry, you're not going to get constipated. You have to know your own body and feel it out and know what works with your chemistry. When following a low residue diet, the typical advice is to consume no more than 10 to 15 grams of fiber a day. And if you are eating a well-balanced whole foods diet, as many that are listening to this podcast are, 10 to 15 grams of fiber is quite easily obtained. In fact, many may have to restrict certain foods just to avoid the fiber in them as eating a diet in natural whole foods can accumulate fiber quite quickly and unknowingly in a day. Now, before we dive way deep and talk about the different foods, Again, always consult your healthcare professional if you decide to follow a low residue diet or change your diet protocol at all. So let's talk about the foods you can eat on a low residue diet. And you may be thinking the foods you can eat are limited. However, there are many healthy food options that fall under the eat list. So here are some good options that uh, you may consider. Let's go into the carb category. So carbs and starches in particular. Easily digestible carbs that are low residue are white rice, cultured sourdough, skinless cooked potatoes, preferably the new white potatoes, which are easier to digest in general versus the russet potatoes. So the new white potatoes always better than the russet. Also sweet potatoes without the skins, those are great. And then also bananas, which is technically a fruit. Speaking of fruit, let's talk about some fruits and vegetables that are low residue. These include, of course, I just said bananas. Also cantaloupe and honeydew melons are great. Nectarines, papaya, peaches, plums, pears, just uh, be sure they're soft. Also pears in general are a great constipation relief as opposed to prunes. Pears are a lot easier on the stomach and don't give you the cramping feeling that prunes or prune juice can. So pears, another great option for that. And then also avocado. Avocado is so great, very low residue, yet it's actually still high in fiber, both soluble and insoluble fiber. So even though they still are pretty good, they have a lot of fiber in them. Avocado is still a great low residue diet option if you are following that protocol. Now, when it comes to vegetables, be sure they are well cooked. Raw veggies at this stage can really upset the gut. So the safest ones for sensitive tummies are zucchini squash, Pumpkin, acorn, and butternut squash, and then also spinach. Now let's talk about milk and other dairy products. Now, I I don't recommend dairy unless it's been cultured and fermented. So if it's in the form of yogurt or kefir or kefir, some people say kefir, some people say kefir, whatever, potato, potato, right? So uh, if it is in the form of yogurt or kefir, Um, that is totally fine. And that can actually help soothe the digestive tract. So I actually love, 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 love mixing equal amounts of cooked and cooled white rice with plain, full fat Greek yogurt. Sprinkle a little sea salt on top and it tastes like rice pudding. I love it. And it actually can benefit the gut even more so because the probiotics in the Greek yogurt, when you mix it with rice, it actually gets into your digestive tract a lot easier and it it, it survives. The rice creates like a little capsule for those probiotics and helps it get down into the gut. Uh, Again though, just be sure you are getting plain Greek yogurt. Stay clear of any flavored yogurts. Now let's talk about protein on the low residue diet. So of course, Greek yogurt is a great source of protein, but like when it comes to meat, choose finely ground. So ground beef, ground turkey, ground chicken. Those are the best options and can be made into meatballs, burger patties, or just cooked into small ground up meat crumbles. Uh, I think that's great. I love just cooking up the meat crumbles. Other forms of quality protein are eggs, which are one of the, the easiest proteins to digest among even cultured yogurt and beef and meat and all that. They are very low residue and also fish. So fish is another great protein source that's easily digested. You definitely have options. So mix it up, get some variety in. Now you're probably wondering, can I flavor my food? What about sauces, condiments, and spices? So these are the safest choices. Honey is great, olive oil, fresh lemon juice, finely ground cumin and fennel not the whole seeds but if it's finely ground into a powder cumin and fennel are great sea salt and good quality mayo for some individuals try to avoid things that can be irritants such as garlic onions black pepper cayenne pepper ketchup mustard hot sauce and tomato sauce Now let's talk drinks. Now, I I didn't want to forget about this category as fluid intake is critical, especially if you're dealing with constipation or gut issues in general. It may be necessary to drink additional fluids to avoid constipation when reducing the volume of your stools with a low residue diet. So stick with plenty of purified filtered water, Bone broth is another great option as well as herbal teas. And don't forget to take electrolytes. I personally take Elements raw unflavored electrolytes to stay hydrated and that is my drink of choice. And if you guys go to drinkelement.com slash digest, you'll get a free sample pack of eight individual servings. So that's D R I N K. LMNT.com slash digest. Now, what about foods to avoid on a low residue diet? So, I, I also want to point out some foods that sh- you should definitely be aware of and avoid. So, these include legumes, nuts, and seeds, most, if not all, raw vegetables. So, definitely make sure if you are consuming a vegetable, it's cooked. Definitely avoid popcorn. Raw shredded coconut breads and pastas. This is, unless it's cultured sourdough bread, avoid all the other breads and pastas. Figs, berries, which can aggravate the gut from their small tiny seeds. Dried fruits and caffeine. And yes, that includes chocolate. Now, remember, this is not a diet one will need to be on for the rest of their life. As mentioned earlier, this is to help one get out of an IBS flare and calm down any inflammation in the gut and go back into remission. Some will only need to be on it as short as a week while others may need to follow it for months. Each individual is different depending on the severity of their situation. Now, something you do want to keep in mind when on a low residue diet. So, fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, like all these different foods they do supply important antioxidants, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals, etc. So normally you should try to consume a balanced diet unless your healthcare team tells you otherwise. And as the low residue diet may not have all of these minerals and vitamins because you are um, limiting them, so your your body may miss certain nutrients. Now, depending on how long you're on this diet, if it's just a week, that's not really much of a concern. But if you are on it for, you know, maybe three weeks on, uh, you may want to think about supplementing with those nutrients and vitamins that you would normally get if you were to eat um, the things that you are on the quote, do not eat list. Just think about that with supplementation. And of course, again, just always talk to your healthcare team before making any changes to your diet or adding additional supplements. I hope this episode was helpful, insightful, and encouraging. And I hope you never have to utilize this diet. But if in case you do, if you're in a flare and you need to calm down that inflammation, kind of go back into remission, be sure to save this episode so it's easy to find in your library should you ever need to reference it. And Share it with anyone you know that could possibly benefit from it as well. I'll see you guys this coming Wednesday for a brand new interview you don't want to miss. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, Sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.